He's taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. I'm ready to play now. Put me in the game now. I came here to prove it. I'm ready to do it. I can't be afraid now. Put me on the stage now. I'm ready to rage now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Yeah. So what are you afraid of? Those feelings are made of. Get in the game, your moment of fame. Show them what you made of. It's time that we stand up. It's time that we man up. For anyone asking who is the best, we putting our hands up. My time, my time Nothing can keep me from reaching the top This time, like the last time I'm moving so fast, I'm ready to I'm rise I'm ready to throw down It's time for the showdown I'm ready to rise Don't be surprised, I'll take on the world now My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Lower the lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time Welcome to Brad Shepard Unleashed. It's a great week, and I've got a great show for you, as always. Downloads are up, and I want the smoke. So with that being said, it's time to take the gloves off. You know, my downloads are up since going independent, and there's a reason for that. And there's a reason my interview with Billy Body was my most downloaded episode of all time. There's a pandemic in modern society. And I'm not talking about the China virus. I'm talking about people, and in particular men, who are too scared to say what they mean and mean what they say. 
They're afraid of offending people or being labeled a bigot, racist, anti-Semite, homophobe, transphobe, xenophobe, and whatever other word with a phobe attached to the end of it that you can think of. These people are weak. Above all, they seek the approval, not of their friends or peers, but their enemies who will never support them. Who will try to cancel them next? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And they do. I don't accept rules of social engagement from other people. Certainly not from people I don't know, love, or support. I say what I deem appropriate, and I don't seek validation from others for that. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to call a spade a spade. You don't have to listen or even like it. And look, I've lost numerous opportunities in wrestling media by being honest. And I'm good with that. I would rather stay true to who I am and tell you what you need to hear rather than put on an act and tell you what you want to hear. I'll leave that to the fake news wrestling media because that's what they specialize in. And that's what makes me different. That's what makes Billy Body and other guys like us different. You don't have to agree with everything we say. And fans often don't. But you appreciate our honesty. And in a society where the truth is often unspoken and frankly the enemy, people are more interested in hearing it than ever before. All right, it's time to talk about the fake news wrestling media. In between discussing the pleasures of pegging with Denise Alcedo, Sean Sapp lured people behind his select paywall once again, this time on Friday before SmackDown, reporting that Shotzi's tank was brought to the venue for to use for the show. The only problem with that is it never happened. Sean Sapp was wrong again. A few days later, Sean posted an update reporting that her tank wasn't used, as if everyone wasn't already aware of that. But it was set to be delivered to Anaheim, the site of SmackDown, this past week. <laughs> if you'd like to know how many Patreon stories I've gotten wrong, if we're keeping count for the record, it's exactly zero. And the thing about it is I constantly hear from Sap Simps that my news is fake and Sean's news is super credible and never wrong. And all they would have to do is listen to this show every week to understand how silly that is. Sean likes to preach journalism tactics and tips to everyone. But perhaps it's time he begins practicing what he's preaching. 
Let's talk about the week that was in the NFL. NFL week two regular season. I'll tell you, the uh, 2022 season is off to a wild start. I think it's surprising a lot of people. Uh, Let's talk about the games from this past week and preview what's coming up later this week as well. Okay, so Dolphins 42, Ravens 38. This was a hell of a game. Lamar Jackson is looking like the quarterback that the Ravens need to pay. He played great, although in the most clutch moments at the end, he wasn't able to get it done. And Tua Tagalova, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, and that's okay. But man, what a performance by Tua at the end of the game, the fourth quarter of that game. Just unbelievable to be going into the fourth quarter, down by 21 points, on the road. And win. Absolutely incredible. A very, very gutsy performance by this Dolphins team. They are certainly no no team you can take uh, lightly going forward. Jets 31, Browns 30. This was like the two teams, you know, you always say like Browns going to Brown and Jets going to Jet. The Jets are always awful. The Browns always do something to screw something up. So it was like, you know, it was a battle of interesting teams in that regard. Browns looked like they were going to win. They let the Jets hang in there. And then the Jets score at the end and kick the extra point and win the game. And really just a a total botch job by the Browns. I mean, you're in Cleveland. Your home crowd is already celebrating that they've won. And uh, then Joe Flacco cooks up a little... Late career magic. Unbelievable. Commanders 27, Lions 36. I still hate saying that word, Commanders. They'll always be the Redskins. But they're having a pretty good uh, season under Carson Wentz uh, at quarterback. And uh, they're a little more competitive than probably uh, some folks thought they would be. But they fell here to the Lions in Detroit. The Lions are looking really good on offense. I mean, they're motivated to play for their coach. Their offense looks explosive. This looks like a team that is not the Lions of old. Colts 0, Jaguars 24. Wow. I mean, this was absolutely embarrassing. And if you're the Colts, you have to be asking yourself, because you probably came into this season thinking you had a legitimate shot at winning the division. You picked up Matt Ryan at quarterback. And now what Matt Ryan is showing you is why Matt Ryan never won a Super Bowl. I mean, he has not been very good. Uh, This Colts team looks like a mess. And to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't care it was in Jacksonville. Are you kidding me? This is the Jaguars. But to lose... To the Jaguars, 24-0 get shut out. Absolutely embarrassing. Bucks 20, Saints 10. Now, this was an interesting game because Tom Brady in the regular season is 0-4 against the Bucks. And, and now he's he's 1-4. and 4. 
Uh, they win this game. It was an ugly game. It was a physical game, but it was exciting. You know the Saints, they have Tom Brady's number. They're one of those couple teams that know him very well, that give him a really hard time on defense. And, you know, it was a, it was a, a very, very exciting game. A lot of the fighting. Mike Evans getting suspended a game for sticking up for his quarterback. I mean, you love to see it because this is a team where the 45-year-old quarterback, he doesn't have to do what he's doing. He goes in there to mix it up, to talk his shit, to fire this team up. Mike Evans goes in. Leonard Fournette goes in. They're there to protect their quarterback and the team. This is a team, maybe they got too emotional in the moment, but this is a team that really does play for each other. Uh, I I liked it. I actually liked it, uh, and it fired them up. Brady was able to make a, a big strike into the end zone put the game away, and uh, finally break that regular season winless streak as a Bucks quarterback. Giants 19, Panthers 16. What about the New York Giants? Wow. What about those Panthers and Baker Mayfield? You got to say he's been a disappointment. There's no question about it. Panthers, they're certainly competitive. Baker says they're on the precipice. They're just right there to breaking out. Well, let's start with a single win for the Giants. Saquon Barkley looks like a brand new man. And this team is, they got a chip on their shoulder. There's no question about it. Patriots 17, Steelers 14. Well, we finally saw the Mitch Trubisky. We saw all those years in Chicago. This is a game the Steelers could have won. Uh, but it's certainly not one they did. The Patriots put up a great defensive performance and do just enough on offense to escape Pittsburgh with the win. Big, important win for this young Patriots team who's fighting to stay competitive in, frankly, a division where they could end up in last place. Falcons 27, Rams 31. Well, the Rams are back, as I said. Yeah, let, look, they got killed by the Bills, but this is a team that's still the team to beat. They're still a great team. They're going to come back. The Falcons had this game won. Believe it or not, they totally choked it away. Uh, Falcons going to Falcons. It just reminds you of all the times they've done that, whether it's the Patriots Super Bowl or one in a gazillion regular season games. But that's what the uh, the pros do. The, the truly great teams are able to come back. They're able to put teams away. And uh, that's what the Rams did. 49ers 27, Seahawks 7. The 49ers are back. Trey Lance is out. Jimmy G put in. Lance is out for the season. And now it's once again Jimmy G's team. He cost him a Super Bowl before. But he looked much better in this game. They killed the Seahawks. This is not the rivalry of old. Cowboys 20, Bengals 17. Wow. I talked about how far the Bengals have fallen. I said that I was throwing the flag on this Bengals team, and I sure am. They lost to the Cowboys, led by Andy Dalton. This was just brutal. Uh, I'm sure Andy liked beating his old team, but Joe Burrow, man, uh, I'm concerned about what I'm seeing. They've got some injuries. 
Uh, it looks like they're trying to get him killed. I mean, the offensive line is terrible. I'm not feeling great about this uh, Bengals team whatsoever. Broncos 16, Texans 9. Finally, the Broncos pick up a win uh, with Russell Wilson at quarterback. They definitely have gotten their fair share of booze when they're playing poorly, but uh, the Broncos escape with a win, not by much. Uh, they've got some talent on the team, obviously, running back at wide receiver at quarterback. The coach is a moron. They've got to put things together, and they can at least be competitive. Uh, but as far as top teams in the league, I think those days are over for Russell Wilson. Raiders 23, Cardinals 29. Wow. Okay. So Raiders, another close game, another game they should have won. They totally choked. They choked at home, and they allowed Kyler Murray to will his way back into the game and win it. Just a real, real pathetic clutch performance by the Raiders. Packers 27, Bears 10. Going into Lambeau, uh, this is exactly what I thought would happen. The Bears proved themselves to be pretenders, not contenders. Remember, they had that week one win versus the 49ers. I wasn't sold, and the Packers showed you why. Bills 41, Titans 7. If there's ever a time to sound the alarm on the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill, it is now. I said it back then when he cost them getting to the Super Bowl, and I'm saying it now. Ryan Tannehill has got to go from the Tennessee Titans. They aren't going to win the big one with him. And the the Buffalo Bills absolutely looking like the strongest Super Bowl contender in the AFC. Vikings 7, Eagles 24. Wow. The Eagles under Jalen Hurts are looking explosive, fast. They can put up a lot of points. And frankly, the Vikings simply can't compete, especially when you talk about a Monday night game. Kirk Cousins, he's awful on Monday night games. And frankly, he is overpaid trash. Chiefs 27, Chargers 24. This is one game you kind of thought it could still go other way. You definitely thought it'd be close. The Chargers and Chiefs games, they're always exciting. Uh, obviously, Justin Herbert, a great young quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, a great young quarterback. This was everything you thought it would be in the Chiefs' escape by a field goal. All right. This week's picks. I'll take the Browns over the Steelers. That's right. I'll take the Saints over the Panthers. I just don't trust that Panthers offense right now. Bears over the Texans, mainly because it's the Texans. The Chiefs over the Colts, that's going to be a blowout. The Bills over the Dolphins, in what should be an interesting game. The Vikings over the Lions. The Ravens over the Patriots. The Bengals over the Jets. Titans over the Raiders. Eagles over the Commanders, Chargers over the Raiders, Rams over the Cardinals, Falcons over the Seahawks, Bucks over the Packers in a fun one, the 49ers over the Broncos, and the Giants over the Cowboys. Should be an exciting week of NFL football. All right, it's time to talk about the White Rabbit. 
if you haven't caught up on all of the talk in the IWC. WWE began playing Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit song during a commercial break uh, during the September 16th edition of Friday Night Smackdown. They played the song again during live events recently over the weekend, followed by red lights and a flash of purple going off towards the end of the song. Now, fans are starting to wonder if this could be a teaser for something or someone to come. But it certainly seems that way. I've been told by a source in WWE that Triple H is very focused on keeping this a secret and getting the execution right. Now there's speculation on who this could be, but I'm not going to do that today. Instead, I'm going to tell you who it isn't. It's not Kevin Owens. You see, rabbits are fast little fuckers. Did you know European rabbits can run up to 25 miles per hour? Do you think Kevin Owens can run that fast? No, because he's a fat sack of shit. So he's white, but he's definitely not a rabbit. Super diva Quincy Elliott. It's not him. He's not white. And he's certainly not fast. He, well, he likes to prance, let's say. Johnny Gargano. Now, Johnny Rasslin is certainly white. And he's certainly small like a rabbit. And the song goes that one pill makes you shorter. But let's face it, everyone knows he's just simply not that interesting. Vince McMahon, not him. He's had more affairs than a foreign diplomat. So he gets around. But he also likes to eat big meals and meat. So he can't be a rabbit. Cody Rhodes. We know it's not Cody, a.k.a. Martin Luther Cream. Because he would never portray himself as a white rabbit. What do you think he is, a card-carrying member of the KKK? He's married to a black woman and has a mixed-race child. He has a dream, an American one. And it's not to be a white supremacist rabbit. Mitch McConnell. Can't be Mitch. He's a turtle, not a rabbit. Ukraine's president. Vladimir Zelensky. <laughs> it's not him. The U.S. has laundered billions of our tax dollars to Ukraine. Why would he do this? Why would he need the money? It can't be him. Russia's president, Vladimir Putin. Can't be Putin. If he were the rabbit, his enemies would have already been mysteriously poisoned. Denise Alcido. <laughs> Rabbits like carrots, and well, Denise also likes putting things in her mouth, but I'm not buying it. And finally, Joe Biden can't be him. Dementia Joe can't be the white rabbit. What would his supporters think of him supporting a rabbit that's white? 
when there are so many rabbits who haven't received the same opportunities as black and brown rabbits? White rabbit privilege is real, you bigot. And how would he possibly remember he's supposed to be the white rabbit? He doesn't even know where he's at. It's not him. All right, uh, let's talk about Tony Khan and recent remarks he made about the WWE and uh, their Crown Jewel event. Yeah, I know Tony Khan talking about the WWE is not breaking news. It's more expected behavior at this point. But here's what Tony Khan said, and I quote, we're running a lot of great shows around the Northeast. It's so many great wrestling markets in one geographic region. I'll say it. The crown jewel of wrestling markets, the real crown jewel of wrestling markets, not some BS overseas in Saudi Arabia, unquote. Hmm. Does love mentioning WWE. He just can't help himself. Look, and I get it. They're the big dog. But at some point, you have to pay a little more attention to your own house because that's not in order. Now, what Tony Khan won't tell you is how heavily tied into the BS overseas Saudi money that the Khan family is. That's absolutely provably true. So are we pretending that holding an event there is bad when our country in the United States has the history we do? Are we pretending that the United States is not a mix of good and evil, that people in Saudi Arabia and other countries are not a mix of good and evil? Uh, you know, this is just absolutely baffling to me. It's hypocritical. Uh, and somebody in wrestling media needs to ask him this question at the next wrestling media scrub that they do. You want to talk about Saudi Arabia and Saudi money, let's talk about the Khan family money. And that is absolutely relevant because Shad Khan is absolutely funding and is co-owner of AEW. That is true. So any Khan family transactions that include Tony or his father, Shad Khan, should be relevant to the discussion just as they would do with Vince McMahon and the XFL and his other ventures that had nothing to do with the WWE. So it's a very, very interesting premise. We're pretending, in our minds, we're making up this narrative that Saudi bad, U.S. good, and they don't deserve to have entertainment like we do. So they don't deserve to have the things we do, but we also don't like their culture there. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Is uh, is the crowd Tony's referring to the region a good wrestling audience? Absolutely. They're the reason he still has a company in business. I mean, that is his audience. But make no mistake about it. The WWE will go to Crown Jewel. They'll put on a massive show. Their main event will be bigger than anything Tony Khan has ever done as a promoter. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. 
and they will make more money from that than Tony Khan has profited probably in his entire time as CEO of AEW. And that is a hard fact. Let's talk about AEW again. This time, I want to talk about Marina Shafir. Wow. I had previously talked about her match with Thunder Rosa uh, and, and what led to Thunder Rosa requesting her release after the fact. This Marina Shafir is not a good wrestler at all. She's actually awful. And she cut a promo on last week's Dynamite that I have to share with you. I'm obligated to share this with you. I'm going to talk about it, but first, I'm going to play it, and then I'll let you know my thoughts. Take a listen. My client, Marino Shafir, has a message just for you. Marina Shafir, going to speak here. The problem. She is a problem. Albany. That's where we are. My name is Marina Shafir, daughter of Disabella Shafir and Veniamin Shafir, and you welcomed us with open arms in 93 when we immigrated here from Moldova. What story time. You know me. Yes, you do. My parents created the problem. In Albany, you raised the problem. You are a part of the problem. Everybody's blaming Albany tonight. It's, it's not the best. All of you, all of you are part of the problem. Let them have it, Marina. <laughs> no, these are ticket-buying fans. Why are we trying are to chase them? You know me. Part of the problem. You're part of the problem, Ian. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know. You don't know nothing about me. Losing her mind here. And look at Vicky. She loves this descent into madness. The madness in the eyes of Marina. Understand this. Understand this. When the violins play. Violence is always on the way. Wow. Okay. So you may remember I was just talking about Sammy Guevara's recent promo during the World Championship Tournament. He was promoting that by whining that Dave Meltzer isn't giving him five stars for his fake matches. It was... Maybe the worst promo from a major league pro wrestler that I had heard in a long, long time. Very amateur. Well, Marina Shafir saw that and said, hold my beer. That's right. No performance center needed. No scripting of promos needed. We're just going to go out there and we're going to say, you know me, you don't know me, you know me, you don't know me. 
You accepted me for who I am, an immigrant coming over. And when the violin plays, the violence is coming or whatever the hell she said. It was awful. It was corny. Um, so if you had a performance center, this is where you would actually practice your promos. And the thing is, you've got Vicky Guerrero, her manager in there, who can cut a promo, who can cut a good promo, who can get the audience to emote, to boo. And you got Marina Shafir in there cutting a promo, and it is dead on arrival. It is bad. It is uncomfortably bad, actually. Really, really bad. I mean, it's so bad, you can't have her talk again. You have to have her working on her promos off TV immediately. It's it's really, really amateur hour. Your average indie worker could cut a promo at least that good, uh, if not better. It was completely business exposing bad. That's why you need a performance center and you can't take people in like Marina Shafir and give them a microphone without scripting them and say, go ahead and give her five minutes. Yeah, because it was, it was the worst promo I've heard from a major main wrestler. We're talking the big leagues, AEW, WWE. You can throw in hell, impact. I don't care. Throw in MLW, throw in impact, throw in whatever. It, we're talking about pro wrestling companies with TV deals that are more major league and non-indie. I mean, this was the worst promo I had heard in many years. It was absolutely embarrassingly awful. And I always heard the criticism, oh, Vince likes to script promos and it's just not natural and et cetera. And you can say that and it would be true. And then you could say, well, all the money we have on the line with this TV deal, I'm going to trust you to go out there for five minutes, 10, 15 minutes and not completely screw it up and cost me an advertising deal, a TV deal. You get someone like Marina Shafir out there, who knows what the hell is going to happen in the worst way possible. It's not going to be exciting or entertaining. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's exactly why this example, why there needs to be some scripting of promos. Certain wrestlers have earned the ability to, to actually not have scripted promos. They're veterans, their natural talents. Uh, I get that, and you should continue to do that. But the newer talents who are unproven, they need more scripting of their promos. They they just do until they're ready. And this was a classic example of how scripted promos can be a good thing. Because if her promo was scripted, I guarantee it may not be great, but it's better than this. All right, and it's time for the mailbag. Always interesting mailbag. Hey, Brad, have you seen what happened to the Twitter account at Wrestling Vixen? I know you went back and forth at one point and probably got blocked. Uh, social justice girl was actually an uncle, a gay uncle, apparently, that used his niece's photos, uh, apparently 15-year-old niece in the photos to gain simp followers over 1K in a couple of months. Wow. 
the girl got the account somehow, and it turns out she's an OnlyFans whore. Feel free to omit from your show. I just thought you'd get a kick out of a decent-sized account that went after you taking a massive, massive L. Well, I'm always for that. I love to watch that. It can say what they want. That doesn't matter. Uh, but watching them take the massive L, as they always do, is certainly entertaining. And that's one thing you notice repeatedly with the accounts that go after me. They're all crazy. They all have major issues, mental health issues. Uh, and, and in many cases, it turns out that they've got all kinds of problems. You know, they've they've been accused of certain things, uh, certainly immoral and proper behavior. That's just the way it seems to be. You know, it's just kind of odd how that's turned out. But, uh, you know, a lot of these people who've attacked me have really exposed themselves as being the bad guys, not me. To the most vile, disgusting, bigoted, hateful, racist, homophobic, sexist, misogynistic, sorry piece of shit, coward, biggest waste of space to ever exist that contributes absolutely nothing to the wrestling community, whether it's WWE or AEW. It's not enough you said the disgusting shit you said about Brody Lee. Now you're spreading rumors about Britt Baker and Christian Cage without context. I don't care how much I might dislike a wrestling company. I would never sink that low. You say it's everyone else that's the problem with wrestling. No, it's assholes like you who are the problem. You really sit there and act like you know what it is to run a wrestling company and how to book a show, when in reality you don't know shit. Every time you speak of this so-called non-existent mark booking, it shows. Like, yeah, okay, Triple H, who's been in the business for decades, doesn't know how to run a show or book it, and doesn't know what he's doing. But oh, you, a podcasting basement-dwelling loser does. LOL hilarious. This is why no one from WWE or AEW pays attention to you or cares what you have to say. Your opinion doesn't matter. It's not relevant. And nothing of importance or that helps the business. You should seriously be fucking ashamed of yourself. You're lucky the AEW roster but especially his wife, Amanda Huber, never saw that post you put up about Brody Lee because you would have 100% deserved the dragging and backlash you got for it. Brody Lee contributed more to the business, accomplished more, and made more of an impact than your useless, worthless ass ever will. And unlike you, people actually liked him and respected him and still do even after death. I don't care how much you hate a wrestling company. The minute you feel the need to disrespect the dead, you're done. And then you go on your podcast to try to justify it and make it seem okay? Fuck you. You'd never have the balls to say what you say about AEW to any of the talent's faces or directly to them because you're too much of a coward. And you know they'll end your ass and tell you to stick it where the sun don't shine. That's why you have that lame-ass podcast no one listens to anyway. You can't say it to their faces. 
crypto, you use a platform where you know they can't defend themselves. Sad and tragic. I wish you'd just choke on a bag of dicks, disappear off the face of the earth, and never come back. I guarantee if you died, no one would give a shit and would act as if you never existed. It wouldn't even be worth celebrating. Stay being the podcasting, basement-dwelling loser that you are who is doing nothing with his life and going nowhere anytime soon and will never accomplish anything in his life. While AEW and WWE continue to flourish, succeed, and do great things for years to come. They're going to continue to do more than you, and you're going to do nothing as usual. <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> Will the Queen's funeral affect Raw and football viewership? Uh, no. I, I really don't think so. I mean... I don't think that many people are going to be watching from the U.S., which is the primary audience, right? Uh, and uh, and Raw is just looking for any excuse at this point for the ratings, which are down 700,000. Oh, but the NFL, yeah, they had a choice. They said, keep watching Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens on Raw or watch a football game. And they said, yeah, no thank you, WWE. That's what happens when you're a TV show and you have competition against other TV shows. Viewers have a decision to make, and every week they're deciding more and more to turn the channel from Noseman Paul's Raw. Has a song ever made you cry? Yes. If Tomorrow Never Comes by Garth Brooks. It's a beautiful but sad song. Uh, if you've never heard it, I'd recommend you check it out. It's something that has a very personal uh, meaning. Do you like Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, from what I've seen of it, I've never actually watched the show. I want to watch the show. I should have watched the show. Uh, it was real popular around the same time uh, that The Shield was real popular. They're both on FX. I love The Shield. I liked what I saw of Sons of Anarchy. I just never got the opportunity to watch it. Uh, but I do want to certainly do that one day if I can, uh, because it looks very intriguing and something that I would typically enjoy. Do you like baseball and what's your favorite team in baseball? Yes, I do like baseball. Baseball to me is something that's more fun to play or watch in person than on TV. But uh, I, I do like baseball. I've been to baseball games. Uh, I would say my favorite team is the Boston Red Sox. I'm a Boston sports fan. Even though it's a little embarrassing this season, they are the shits. Uh, but you know what? They could be worse. I mean, they're in an extremely, extremely tough division. Are you kidding me? Is there really a bad team in that division? Uh, so it is what it is. I love sports, like baseball, love the Red Sox. All right, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Brad Shepard. And join my Patreon for exclusive news and content at patreon.com forward slash Brad Shepard Unleashed. I'll be back with a new episode next week, and you won't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brad yeah. Shepard Unleashed. Unleashed.
Stay connected to Brad 24-7 for news, announcements, and analysis by following him on Twitter at It's Brad Shepard. You've been listening to Brad Shepard Unleashed. Yeah.